0: Welcome. I've got a great and exciting um, person that I'm going to interview today. And we are going to be talking about how to get a promotion or grow your career in 2020 and beyond. Mm -hmm. And for you, if you're listening to us, please follow us, like us. If I have to say so myself, these conversations are always interesting and exciting. So please um, make sure that you do follow and you do share. Mm-hmm. So on the spot today, if I <laughs> might call it that, <laughs> we have Mabato and Mabato is going to introduce herself and she's going to literally take us through briefly um, around her career. Welcome Mabato and thanks
1: for being with me today. Thank you so much Impumelelo. it's absolutely pleasure to be here. Um, Just a quick intro, I am Mabato Takalo, born and bred in Limpopo. I've been in Johannesburg for the past 15 years. My mom keeps asking me, are you ever going to come back home? (laughs) And I'm like,
0: why must I come back home? I
1: don't know. I don't know about that. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I currently work for a company called Michael Page, um, international, our South African branch, um, and I joined the business back in 2012 um, when, as part of a learnership or an internship program, if you can call it that. So it was initially a 12-month contract or 12-month internship. Uh, pardon me. Um, and uh, yeah, I've worked my ways uh, from then up until right now. So. Um, I joined the internship for twelve months. Moved into what they call a researcher role. post the twelve months where it was mainly, you know, working behind the scenes, working with directors in terms of, um, um, you know, sourcing profiles. So we're in recruitment. If I if I can put it put it. I up was there. about to ask yeah. you what Michael Page <laughs> yes. International. Absolutely. So pardon me. I, so Michael Page is a multinational uh, recruitment agency. Um, we recruit across, you know, various. Uh, 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 disciplines, if I can call it that. So we do finance, human resources, IT, procurement supply chain. So all the core functions of an organization, we assist um, uh, our clients in in finding the right talent. Okay. Are there any,
0: um, before you continue, sorry, just to cut you in, but are are there any um, levels that you're recruiting for? Is it just executive, is it middle management, or is it just across the board?
1: So, Michael Page is a business we do from mid-management to executive level. So, typically, I'd say positions paying around half a million and upwards. That's more our specialty. Uh, And I'll get into what I do specifically in just a moment. Um, So, post the learnership, move into a researcher role where I was assisting, you know, your directors and our MD in the background. When they get a position, going out to market, sourcing candidates and putting together shortlist. Um, and then I'm, a year later, was promoted into a consultant, where I was doing the full 360 degree. So I was the one going out to the clients, finding business, finding the candidates for the particular positions, and eventually making the placement or offer management. Um, A year later, promoted into a senior consultant, Um, and it's quite interesting that we talk about this because it talks about how to get a promotion, and I'll talk about how I eventually got to the senior consultant promotion part, moved into what they call the managing consultant. This is where you're starting to manage people now, more over and above your your desk, if I can put it that way, Uh, and just a few months ago, got promoted into a manager position. So oh, wow. at the moment congratulations I, thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much so at the moment I am responsible for two divisions um I head up our finance a recruitment desk where we recruit from mid-management to executive level I particularly look after the executive desk so all your CFOs financial directors um, and so forth. That's what I would look after. And then I'm also responsible for heading up our temp and contract division. So that mm-hmm. is everything non-permanent, whether, you know, a client will need somebody for six months for maternity cover, uh, or if they need extra hands during financial year end or during a project. That's mm-hmm. where um, I would step in alongside, um, obviously, with, with my team. So that's mm-hmm. been my preparation uh, from Michael Page over the last um. The last eight years, um, having started as an intern, and uh, yeah, probably say managing two divisions at the moment. Oh wow, that is amazing! But ju- just talk
0: me through—you know—you've been getting promotions, and and what is it? What is it that you needed to demonstrate mm-hmm. to to get the the promotions and and to grow your career?
1: Absolutely, I think growing career and getting promotions is something that everybody wants, you know? We all want to progress our career. But I think what's been important, and that's something that's probably being um, uh, consistent throughout my promotions, is you need to understand what that next step is going to require from you, number one, and what it is going to entail. You know, I Mm. think it's very futile to want a promotion but not really understand what that is going to bring um, along. Mm. Um, So the first thing was for me to understand if I'm a consultant, if I want to be promoted into a senior consultant, what does a senior consultant do? From a senior consultant to manager consultant, that's when you start managing people. you got to learn to you know, multitask. You're not just managing your desk, but you're also managing individuals as well. And then mm. promoting into manager, that means managing multiple key accounts, managing people and managing your own desk. So it's quite important for me to understand what each step required and then try my absolute best to acquire those skills ahead of the promotion, you know? So if you can demonstrate that you have the skill that a particular promotion requires, it is so much easier to go to your manager and say, let's talk, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, so that's the first thing. Another thing is to, I mean, I think sit down with your manager and understand what is required of me to move into this position. And I think if you can do that, you are then able to assess, do I have the skills that require yeah. that, that next step in my career? And if not, honestly and truthfully have a conversation with yourself about how you're going to upskill yourself. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think we are too focused on just, you know, getting to that next step, but it's going yeah. to require more from you. Are you going to be able to deliver? So being able yeah. to assess the skills, you know, the experience, the expertise that is required in that next step is, is one of the most important analysis that you need to do. So for me, it's yeah. very important to really get a good understanding and also be honest with myself in areas where I probably was lacking um, and say, I'm lacking in this area. What do I need to do to skill myself? So when I go to yeah. my superiors and say, I'm ready, you can demonstrate why you are ready. Yeah.
0: And I was about to ask you, is it just about skills? What, what are other things that you would need to take into account?
1: I think personality is very important confidence mm. is very important you know if you're going to speak to somebody about wanting a promotion you need to number one believe <laughs> believe in it because yeah. then the other person is going to believe so i think as an individual before we even get to the before we even get to the skills it's you as an individual it's a personality that's going to matter you know yeah. uh, go, go the extra mile you know uh, be somebody who is constantly uh, I, I mean, to an extent, of course, somebody who can be relied upon, right? You know, people in the organization know that, you know, if I were to need help with certain thing and I go to Mabatu, she'll be able to assist because mm. that, that doesn't really talk to anything about the skill required to become a manager. It really just talks about you as an individual and, you know, being that in person, you know, that's able to, uh, to work with people, transfer your skills or knowledge onto other people. So I think the, uh, impo- the personality is quite important. And just being confident, like I mentioned just a few seconds ago, you, you have to believe that you are ready for that next step and then be in a position to showcase that. Because in the absence of that, you're going to leave, you know, your managers, your directors in doubt as to whether you are ready or you are able to take on that next step.
0: You know, You know, you speak about being ready. And I think back in my career, so... <laughs> When we started off uh, back in the day, we would walk in as graduate at a certain grade Mm. and there would be a thing about how many years does it take you to move Mm. to the next level? And if I remember back then, there was like grade, I can't remember, I think it was grade 15 and the next level was grade 17 and everybody wanted to be grade 17s. But there was that element of you having a conversation because you believe you deserve to be moving. And your boss going, I don't think you're there as yet. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got potential, but you know that line that you've got potential, but we don't think <laughs> you're there as yet. Yeah. Like, like, how do you get to a point where you're clear that it's not just about you wanting to move, but there's alignment even from a business side or from your mm. manager's side mm. on saying you can do it and you and you are at the right space mm. now mm. and how do you align the two because you might be thinking uh ah, uh i need to be there yeah. and they are thinking yeah. Mm-mm, you are yeah. still here like how do we how do people get that right
1: yeah and for me, i believe in showing and not telling it's it's one thing to tell somebody i'm ready and it's a completely different ball game to show them that you're ready. What I mentioned earlier around um, understanding what that next step is going to require from you. Um, if you get to a position where you are able to um, demonstrate and maybe by uh, showing them what you've done, you know, in the past six months, have acquired the skills and that skill is required in this next step in my career. I think any manager in their right mind or any employer in their right mind who believes in, rewarding people and promoting people based on hard work, cannot deny that. It is very important to not just tell them, but to demonstrate why you say that. You know, over the past six months, let me make an example. And when I got promoted into a, a manager position, it required being a, a consistent biller, managing individuals, managing multiple accounts, being part of the BE committee at work, and multiple other things, you know, so being able to showcase that you not only can do one thing, but you've got into a position where there was a project and you took it on and you ran the project from beginning to the end. That mm. means that you are in a position to be in a manager role that requires you to run projects. And I think yeah. if you can show them facts. You know, it's very important for us when we asking for things to show why we deserve them you know, to show why we are ready for those things. And in the absence of that, you are going to get, you have potential. Keep on working. You know, you're going to keep on getting those those kind of comments. But if you're able yeah. to show them on paper, absolutely, there we go. This role requires one, two, three. This is why I'm saying I'm ready because I've done one, two, three that is required in that next step. And I think any individual, never mind manager or employer, any pers- person in their right mind cannot deny facts. And what you're
0: showing yeah. them, so yeah, it's it's quite important. Yeah, no, I, I I like what you're saying because sometimes we also don't realize that there are a couple of things that you really need to demonstrate to get into the next role, and and it's all about Absolutely. thinking. My colleagues are getting promoted, but I'm not, and they are growing their careers, and my career feels like it's not going anywhere. And that really works mm-hmm. on you. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I can relate yeah. to that conversation. So for you to grow your career or to get promotions, does this need to happen within the, um, the same company? Or are you able to em- employ a strategy where you're getting promotions in different spaces as you move up?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or in different companies, um, how, does that, how does it usually work?
1: Yeah yeah I think it can go both ways so I think if you're in an organization where there is um uh, growth opportunities you know uh, uh, long term then definitely you can grow your uh, your career rather uh, in one organization <clears throat> I think the advantage of growing your career outside of your current organization or in multiple organizations is that you get to I think on a larger scale, you know, learn, absorb new skills, new ways of doing things, right? Um, uh, So I think it can go either way. You know, it really just all depends on what your aspirations are. Um, You know, I've seen, you know, candidates being in one company for 16 years, but started as a, you know, as a graduate and now they're the chief financial officer. You know but the skills they've acquired over the years is probably you know at the same scale as what they would have acquired elsewhere i think the biggest the biggest advantage and probably the the, not maybe the only difference is that when you are in one company obviously you know and if if a company is innovative and constantly you know doing new things um then you'll be in a position to acquire new skills whereas you know, if you were to go outside in, in, in multiple organizations, every organization has a way of doing things. So in that mm. way, you're not only growing your career, but you're absorbing skills along the way. So I think it's definitely, I, I wouldn't say one is more important than the other. Um, I, I just think, in, you know, in multiple organizations, you learn different ways of doing things. Uh, whereas in your, if you're in one company, um, you're doing one thing, but in different ways. If I can put it that way and in that way you can, yeah. you know, broadening your knowledge and your skills. Okay.
0: And and is there a timeline though, Mabato? Yeah. Is there a timeline of um I think all in our heads we always have this thing of I want to be a manager in five years, mm-hmm. right? And or I want to be a manager in ten years. Is there like a standard? if you've grown and become a manager in 10 years, like you're like really doing something great. <laughs> oh, is is, <laughs> is there something like that? Or it just depends on different people and, yeah. and how, whether you're at the right place at the right time sometimes.
1: <laughs> I like what you just said, Rata, whether you're at the right place at the right time. I think there is no timeline. Your ambition will determine your timeline. You know, I've seen people in organization bypass people that have been there for much longer purely because they are more ambitious, <clears throat> more ambitious they are more willing to do more work and then in that way you know they're placing themselves on the mm-hmm. manager spotlight if i can put it that way so i don't mm-hmm. think you know there's a time that says after five years you'll be a manager or you can't be a manager before you have five years experience absolutely not you know um Like I said, I've seen people, you know, progress much, much faster than other individuals doing the exact same thing, but they just happen to be doing a little bit more, which is what goes hand in hand with growing your career and getting a promotion. You can't just do the bare minimum. You have to go the extra mile. You have to demonstrate that you can handle, you can juggle more work, if I can put it that way. So, and your 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 mindset, your ambition will determine your timeline. And I think I really, really do believe that it's a personal thing. I mean, look, in certain fields, you know, you have to have a certain number of experience to to hold a certain position. You know, you can't be a CFO with just one year post qualification experience. <laughs> you know, as wow. as ambitious as you are, there's certain fields that require. Um, certain skills, certain number of experience. But I think even in the same breath, I've seen a CFO of a J-listed multinational organization at 35, you know, and I've seen a CFO at 45, but they are at the same level. You know, for me, that just proves that for you, you determine what you want to achieve and then you go for it. How long it takes all depends on you as an individual and just how ambitious you are.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's what sometimes can trip people yeah. because you sometimes see your people that you went to university with that are progressing quicker than yeah. you think they're progressing quicker than you yeah. are doing and you are sitting there and going, but why? She yeah. wasn't the brightest in class, yeah. but now they and now they are at a a different level and 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 sometimes it it works um mentally with different people Mm. because then Mm. there's this element of what am i doing wrong and and you don't really kind of focus on yourself and your lane and where your journey is going because we all have different journeys
1: absolutely i fully agree the biggest mistake you can ever do is compare yourself to your peers or to your colleagues, you don't know what they're doing in the background. You don't know what conversations they're having in the background. You don't know what projects they're managing. You know, so whilst you think you are in a in the same role, they might be doing a little bit more than you. And why do they do that? Because they're ambitious and they want to do more and they want to grow faster. Sometimes comparing yourselves is probably the biggest uh, um, hindrance, if I can put it that way, to our growth. Uh, and to our moving forward. Because we're thinking, oh no, but you know, we start at the same time, so we should naturally progress at the same pace. Absolutely not. You know, you will find yourself uh, um, uh, not focusing on what you need to do to grow yourself, but rather focusing on, well, why do, why are they moving so fast? You know, why are they, you know, ahead of me? Well, maybe because they're focusing on what they need to do as opposed to other people. Exactly how you put it in for me. Stay in your lane, focus on your lane, focus on what you want to achieve, and never mind all the you know theatrics around you. Rather, just you know, really look at what you need to achieve and what to do, number one, and what more to do to, to achieve that. Comparing yourselves. Yeah it's yeah you you are probably not going to not going to move as fast as you believe you should <laughs> but you are your own you are on your own stopping gap
0: yeah I know that's very true that's very true
1: um so the pandemic
0: wow covid nineteen mm-hmm. happened yeah and the one thing that we even if somebody had told us we would have yeah. said to them oh please man you're oh,
1: talking about <laughs>
0: like, like wow you know <laughs> That's just yeah. not possible. So reality is that COVID happened. And 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 I think my question for you is is the are people still growing um with with everything COVID has kind of put the spanner in? Yes. Are people still getting promotions? Like what, what's happening within that space within within the different companies or within yeah. the industries?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think with it goes without saying uh, and it's it's public knowledge and general knowledge that COVID 19 has had a major negative impact on everything you know from a professional perspective and from a personal perspective um i do believe that uh the extent to which COVID 19 will impact personal careers it all just boils down to as an individual Granted, there are some companies that have retrenched. Unfortunately, uh, they have compa- companies that are not doing well financially and trying to manage costs as best as possible. But I speak to a lot of CEOs, MDs, and it's, it's been quite positive to hear them talk about, regardless of the COVID of, um, impact of COVID-19, our people remain our people, you know, Our the, the career aspirations remain, regardless of whether COVID-19 is here or not. We can't halt people's careers purely because COVID-19 has been here. There's certain parameters that I've put, uh, put in place, certain strategies that I've put, put in place, of course, but I think at the end of the day, companies that value their employees will value their growth, will value their, their ambitions to get promoted. So, as much as we've we've seen a, a quite a big impact of COVID-19, I've also seen a lot of organisations in the market still promoting, still paying bonuses, regardless of of COVID-19. Um, so I wouldn't I would say you know some people have probably worked harder to show uh, uh, their superiors that regardless of living under such you know unprecedented times, I'm still able to deliver. I'm still able to be productive. Whilst on the other hand, some people might have, cho- you know, rather chosen to blame COVID on lack of performance or non-performance. So I think companies are still very much in a position where they are considering promotions, considering people's career growth, regardless of the impact. And I can firsthand say I have seen, or I can say that I've seen that firsthand where companies have promoted, people's careers have growth because it is now more than ever that it, where it's important to showcase that you are not only to do what you're required to do, but you can do a little bit more to assist the company in going through the changes that have come about with COVID-19. So 100%, I think it. I've seen promotions, I've seen salary increases, I've seen bonuses being paid out and quite big bonuses because there's organizations out there that believe in rewarding the employees and making sure that the employees still feel valued Still feel mm. like they have a you know some sense of growth in the organization, regardless of the impact uh, um that, that COVID-19 is brought about. And I'm obviously here speaking in the context of um uh or, you know lack of retrenchments or companies where they have been retrenched, unfortunately, but in organizations where they were able to in a way survive the COVID-19 pandemic, uh we, we really have seen some positive uh um uh, things come out, you know, regardless yeah. of the of the COVID-19 impact, which has It's just so positive, I I, I get so excited and so happy when I hear MDs and CEOs saying, you know, we are paying bonuses, our people worked much harder, 10 times harder during COVID-19 than usual. So why would we not compensate them? Why would would we not reward them? Once again, with the parameters that are put in place to still make sure that people still feel valued even with COVID-19.
0: Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And and definitely people worked harder, isn't it? Because now you're at home, you you needed to juggle work mm. and parenting for those that had parenting, yeah. and and just your own mental state yeah. of yeah. of being locked down and not knowing um, what tomorrow brings and yeah. losing family members and mm. and all that. It, it's been mm. one. I don't even have words to describe it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what? Well, we, we take that for granted, Mpumi, that we had to juggle all these things that you're talking about, you know, work, ensuring that you're still productive, taking care of the kids, but your mental state as well. You know, I think we, you know, to an extent, try to not think too much of COVID-19 because it brings about just sadness and, you know, all these negative emotions. But it's also quite equally important to acknowledge those emotions yeah. and say, look, this is what's happening currently. It's, you know, it's going to be here. So let's figure out how to go about it. You know, I was yeah. saying to you, yeah. I the other day that home used to be a place where you get away from work. But now home has become the workplace as well. And because you are working from home, I think to an extent you need to show that you are being productive, then you find yourselves working harder, longer hours uh, and not taking breaks because it's in the back of your mind that you know I'm at home. I need to show that I'm working, but with everything happening around us, it's also quite important to acknowledge the emotional impact more than just the commercial business side of it. The emotional yeah. impact it had um, on us as individuals, you know, other than just professionals.
0: Yeah, and 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 for me, that said, the COVID has also brought up opportunities. You know um covid has challenged us in working differently and yes. and then you as as an employee then going how am i going to showcase my value because now yes. i'm working differently yes. and that also talks to so how do i show up yes. um so that i'm not forgotten when yes. promotional conversations yes. are happening yeah um and and you being intentional and strategic about some of Absolutely. those about some of those things and and that leads me to to a conversation that says what are these soft skills that yeah. now we need to bring to the fore that maybe before were really not that important mm-hmm. um, and now that with 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 the pandemic and and everything else that, that has happened what
1: are those the
0: skills that we need to really yeah. consider yeah. and think about
1: yeah and i think those are skills that don't necessarily require to do your job right but it's like those softer skills if we can talk about that. Uh, yeah. and we've seen that you know uh, i mean personally i had to adapt and and and, and re-look at how i i work and how i manage my team right so and and i'm hearing this with a lot of my clients as well but i think the the one of the top ones is agility you know you need to be agile in these in these times can you think of you on your feet you know can you grasp concepts quickly uh, and fairly easily you know um are you able to juggle multiple projects at the same time and successfully so you know are you able to do outside the norm you know um you need to be flexible in your approach you know, mm. I think now gone are the days where you say, oh, well, that's not part of my job description. You know, that's not what I would do if I was in the office. That mentality is not going to get you a promotion. <laughs> you know, so it is it, it, really important to be quite agile uh, uh, on a daily basis. The second thing for me, I think um, that's quite important. As much as I think when we're in the office, it's quite easy to say we work. We, we, you work very well with the team. You work very well with people. You know, it's important to be a team player, to work very well with people, but it's equally important to be independent as well. Now now more than ever, you know, we're working from home, Uh, are you uh, trustworthy to be able to, you know, be on your own and still deliver, you know, and still be productive, you know, so collaboration and independence, I think, goes hand in hand, you know, are you there when, you know, it's required for team members to come together, but are you also able to you know, branch out on your own and be productive on your own. It, it's quite easy for, for, for us to lean on team members and lean on the support from our, you know, former employees. But at home, you're on your own. There's nobody to lean on you. It isn't, yeah, phone call is there, Teams is there, Zoom is there. But being able to operate independently, uh, I think has been quite important during this time. Problem-solving skills in Bloomie. I think uh, um, are you the type of individual who? And I think once again, it ties hand in hand with what we're talking about the team now. Your manager sits across the room, so every time you come across a bit of an issue, you can just walk over <laughs> to say, "Look, I have this. I have this problem. Please assist. How do we? How do we solve this?" But I think now more than ever, it's become more important to take a step back, analyze the problem, come up with a solution before you seek. Uh, external assistance
0: so Mm. being able to
1: tackle issues on your own being able to come up with solutions or implement solutions to issues that you come across on your own and successfully so has been quite important you know I mean you can imagine your manager also sitting at home has 20 other people also you know coming at him so you need to be in a position where you if I can put it this way take the load a little bit you know, of your manager and show that you can, um, once again, operate independently, come up with solutions um, on your own. So that those problem solving skills are, are have become quite important during this time. Um, and I think uh, what we mentioned earlier, I think ability to juggle multiple work or multiple projects. You know, in an office, we can say on a daily basis, this is what I'm meant to do. Uh, but right now, it's quite important to show that I think not only to show for other people, but for you, all oh, for yourself as well. I can do my job, but I can also, you know, help my director with this. I heard him talking about, you know, he has to pull up a report or do a report for for whatever the case is. How about I go over and say what can I do? How can I help you out? What input can I put into this into this particular project? My colleague over here was uh, talking about struggling to get hold of this client. I've been in contact with this client, how can I help? So being able to multiple, you know, to juggle multiple things has been quite important. And I think once again, if if you can demonstrate, you know, that you are not only able to do what is required of you as per your job description, but you are able Mm to brunch outside, go the extra mile, do more. When it's time to have conversations about promotions, it, it just makes life a little bit easier. So I think those are the, I think the soft skills uh, uh, that will be required, you know. Uh, I think another one that I would like to mention, communication skills. I think we use that very lightly, right? It's, it's, it's very good to say, yeah, well, I told you this. Yeah, but I've you last week. But I think communication goes beyond that. Uh, um, so especially now that we are all not in the same office, but we're mm. all at different locations. The ability to to engage and communicate with different people, different stakeholders across different uh, um, um platforms is quite important, very, very important
0: great and 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 some of those things you think, but we should have been doing those things anyway, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, but Covid has just kind of pushed us that we really now need to be intentional about Mm -hmm. some of these
1: things absolutely i don't want to use the word force but it's motivated us there we go it has motivated us to you know uh um establish things that we didn't know we we had in us you know and then also then to showcase that to, to to the people that matter when it's time to have such you know promotion discussions. So absolutely, you know, uh, I didn't know I was that great at time management <laughs> until, <laughs> I had to, until I had to be at home managing two people, you know, managing projects, managing key accounts, managing CFO positions, you know, and still managing to fit all of that in 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 one day and being productive so yeah. it really has has motivated us to really look deep within ourselves and 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 see what what else can i do you know what else am i capable of i exactly. think if you haven't by now oops you are in in trouble <laughs> if you no, haven't no, developed your skills you may be No, in you're, trouble. you're definitely i in
0: trouble <laughs> so so we we talk about skills mm. but are there tools or how does and and I've experienced this quite a lot. Yeah, where you ask somebody what are your skills, mm. and they battle to answer you. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: So so what tips can you give people in terms of just being able to articulate what their skills are, mm. and 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 being in touch with what those skills are, mm. um, because you you, ne- you necessarily have technical skills. And you have those skills. But but how do you get to a point where you're confident enough to articulate that? Or when you're looking at a job description, you can confidently say, I've got those skills.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the only way to know what your skills are and what you're good at is to constantly review them. You know, I think sometimes we find ourselves working every single day on different projects, but we're not really taking note of what your skills you bring into a particular project and what skills you are acquiring from a particular project. So I think just constantly being aware of what you are doing, what you are learning, would give you confidence to say to somebody, this is what I'm good at. And I think there are obviously like different types of skills, right? Are those what we call transferable skills, those are the ones that you not necessarily need for a particular role. You know, you can move from multi-choice to micro page and still bring those skills forth. That things, things such as you know, communication skills, team, team uh, uh player, um and so forth. Those are the things that you, you know, and I think that's quite important in any position. You need to be able to deal with people. You need to be able to communicate and so forth. Um, And then there are those which you mentioned earlier, technical skills. And I think those are the ones that are particularly required, you know, to be ahead of product innovation. You need to have a certain skill. Those are those um, um, hard skills, if I can put it that way. So I think if you can, number one, You know, I think break it down or classify your skills into those categories. You know, what are the soft skills? What are the ones that I can take with me everywhere I go? And what are the ones that if I am, you know, uh um, let's say a CA or if I'm a C if I'm a CFO, are required to be a CFO. That's a chartered accountant that's articles to big four firms, big four audit firms. So I can say so it's quite important to understand what skills we're talking about, you know? It's quite good to just say, what do you possess? What can you bring to the table? But also the context around it. So if you can classify um, um, skills into those categories, then I think having the conversations about what do you bring to the table? What skills are you, do you have? It will make the conversation a little bit easier if I can put it that way. Yeah,
0: are there any assessments that you can do mainly around skills or not? Is there a way for you just to assess to say, do I really have the skills? Mm-hmm. Or am I just fooling myself that I do what I don't?
1: <laughs> I'm glad you say that because it's 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 very important to be very honest with ourselves, right? <laughs> you don't want to, you know, fool yourself and fool somebody else. Get promoted only to flunk in that position. So it's very, very important to be honest with ourselves in terms of what we can deliver, what we can do, and what we are capable of. So I think if we if we had to talk about, you know, let's say you want to get a promotion, right? You need a, I think in simple terms, a job spec. What does that job description say in terms of what a successful person or what a person will be like in this position? So you look at the spec, it requires one, two, three. And out of those top five skills, honestly speaking, do I have a CA? Yeah, I'm a, yes, I'm a chartered accountant. Do I have um, IFRS, you know, uh, um which is a, a reporting standards uh, within finance. Yes, I do have that. Uh, do I have U.S. GOP? And, and I don't have that. Okay, So then what do I do to acquire the U.S. GOP skills? Um, and then you work on that. You know, I think determine what's, what that next step in your career requires. Assess that against what you have and what you are capable of. And in those areas where you lack, then put in place measures to then try and, and close those gaps. But once again, I like what you said, be honest <laughs> with yourself. No. Truthfully speaking, you know what? I may be a chartered accountant, but I have zero knowledge of GAAP. How do I go about obtaining, you know, that, um, you know, uh, skills? I don't have HFM reporting standards. What do I do to, to, no. to acquire HFM? So it's quite important for us to uh, um, understand what is required and then judge ourselves or assess ourselves against those criteria. And then put in place measures to close the gaps where we'll we're lacking.
0: Yeah. So so tell me. So I'm looking at a job description, and they've got like this list. Mm. This is what I'm looking for. And and I've seen this mainly with black women. So yeah. black women will want to tick every single line that you need to have this, you need to have this, you need to have this, you need, to have this mm. you need to have this. And and sometimes I always go and this is just my own personal view, yes. Yes. that sometimes you don't necessarily need to be able to tick every mm-hmm. single 100% of what is laid on a job description. Yes. Yes. You need to be confident enough to say, I might not have this, but this is what I'm planning on doing yes. to having it. Or because, because I always sit there and I'm like, What are the chances that they are going to get somebody
1: 100%? Like, seriously. I mean, unicorns don't exist. We know that, right? So if you you possess every single thing on a job spec, then I'm looking at you with a bit of a side eye. You're thinking I'm lying, right? (laughs) There's no way. Absolutely, and I think when, when we're in the context of a job spec, when we talk about um, you know uh, assessing yourself against what the a potential employer is looking at, I'll tell you this: a potential employer, what's on a job spec? There's certain things that are non-negotiable, and there's certain things that are nice to have. You know, so uh, establish as well. And I think it, sometimes job specs can be quite clear: non-negotiables. You know, CA, big four audit articles firm. Um, Uh, three years in a multinational organization, two years at least in a management position. Those are the non-negotiables, you know? But then there'll also be things such as have SAP experience, have Hyperion, which would be an advantage, you know? So exactly what you're saying. A spec requires 10 things. I can confidently say I have six of those. I may not have SAP. But that's something that i'm willing to uh, acquire and i think sometimes systems experience is a nice to have when you come into an organization you learn a system you can you can probably learn your way into a system so that's not necessarily yeah. a prerequisite for the role so once again confident in what you can deliver which is more than half of what the spec requires i think already that puts you in a good position however yeah. i don't have experience in one two three and and be and, and be honest about it. So, it, it, and that's really, really important because you don't want to go into a new role, having created the expectations that you know everything and you are good at all these things and then just set yourself up for failure. And I think sometimes people are so, you know, focused on getting that, moving into the next step in their career, getting a promotion that they forget that, well, that comes with a lot of work as well, that comes with the level of expectations. And in the mm-hmm. absence of, you know, the skills required for that level, of, uh, level, you're setting yourself up for failure. So absolutely, and I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier about confidence, right? You need to be confident in what you can bring to the table and also be honest about what you may not necessarily have too much, you know, expertise yeah. or knowledge in. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's valid because I see a lot of people that get stuck on there's knowing way I'm going to apply. they want this, this, this this and and when I start going, but you have one, two, three, four, mm, mm. maybe it's two things that you don't have, no, but no, that's not good enough. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, just apply. <laughs> <laughs> have you got to lose,
1: yeah, yeah, and Why you know sometimes you- when you are when you are in an interview, you know, engaging with the people is probably what's going to land you the job over and above your CV and the skills that you bring that you bring forth. But your 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 interaction with people, you know, being able to to demonstrate or actually at least articulate in front of the people. Sometimes I think people copy and paste job specs onto CVs, so it looks great. It looks absolutely perfect. But when you're sitting, you know, across from them and, and you ask them, okay, great, so you have HFM, tell me about that. And they're like, what? What, what, what's HFM? <laughs> but, you're like, but you have it on your CV, you know. So, but sometimes being able to, you know, uh, articulate to somebody exactly what you've put down on your professional profile, is probably what's going to put you a step ahead um, than if, if, you know, if, if otherwise. So it's, it's very important to, to believe in yourself. You know, and how
0: you sell yourself, you know. Um, that's what that's what what the interview is for,
1: absolutely
0: for people to get to know you and and what you think you can bring to this role.
1: I fully agree,
0: yeah, yeah. And so, before we close, I need you just to maybe talk to us briefly what strategies, what tactics, um what are the best practices out there for mm. somebody to be able to secure promotion?
1: Mm. Mm. Definitely. Uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, um, I had a very similar conversation with one of my um, uh, ladies that report to me um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I think if you can, Take on, if I can just broadly you know phrase that, take on long term projects, right? So it's it's one thing to and it's a good thing to secure a client or or bring a client on board and manage you know, that particular project. But it's a completely different thing if that project spans over a period, because yeah. then you're able to show that you are able to manage a project long term and you can pinpoint and physically point out what you've done in the particular project to your manager. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I use my communication skills here. I use my persuasive skills here. You know, I use my um, uh, experience as a manager, you know, five years in a managing position to deal with this, you know, um, stakeholder within this particular project. So I think like long-term projects make it a little bit easier to have conversations about what you are able to, what you're capable of doing what you're but, capable of. But what doing. if you don't necessarily get given projects
0: and you just have day-to-day
1: yeah. work that
0: is expected
1: from you? I think I think then don't don't expect things to be given to you. Go the extra mile. Go outside okay. of your comfort zone. I think that's quite important. Some people will say, well nothing ever gets given to me. You know, everything I always get overlooked. Well make yourself visible. Then you know, uh, uh start buddy, buddy, so Let's take a step back. You know, yeah. that
0: visible conversation. Yes. Let's let's delve a little bit there. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What does that mean? Make yourself visible.
1: Yeah. And I'm gonna use this in the context of um my my industry, my experience, right? So I can make it a bit more relevant. Um, yeah. I think. Let's start with somebody who's a financial accountant, right? They want to progress into a finance manager and and so forth into their career. Well, as an accountant, you will do balance sheet, you will do recons, you will do general ledger submissions, you will do VAT submissions, right? What, What does a finance manager do? What do you need to do outside of what you're used to to show that you are capable of doing more? I think it just kind of boils down to, Understanding what the next what the next step requires. Okay, so for me to show that I can do a bit more, how about I work close with the finance manager in putting together financial statements? How about I work very close with the finance manager uh, in doing reporting month in reporting? You know, let me put together you know a general ledger account. Let me put together all the data that's required in order to put together financial statements to put together a balance sheet. Slowly but surely, you will gain that knowledge. You get to a point where you are now able to put together financial statements on your own because you've not only been doing bit by bit, but you've also had the supervision of somebody who is well-versed in that Mm. area. So Mm. I think just taking bit by bit, uh, and we can be specific in any areas, right? I mean, let's talk about a receptionist instead of just, you know, Answering phones and putting uh, calls through. How about you, you know, work close to the office manager? Order stationery for the business. Make sure coffee mm-hmm. and sugar is everywhere. You know, make sure stationery is, is, is always in the office. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's talk about a consultant in recruitment. <clears throat> Your responsibilities to fill positions. How about you go the extra mile and go out and source the business yourself? Come back mm-hmm. to me and say, I'm about to. I've met with this, you know, senior HR manager from this particular uh, um, uh, company, they may be looking for a finance manager, I didn't really know how to go about it, let's talk about it. Then I go going mm-hmm. to a meeting with you and we meet the senior HR manager, and we talk about how we can assist them. I think just doing a little bit more, and it doesn't have to be something massive, you know, bit by bit, you know, because number one, remember, you're not necessarily knowledgeable in that area. So being able to just do a little bit by bit with a bit of supervision from somebody who's who has knowledge in that area, eventually you gather this, you know, bit by bit becomes big. Now you're able to yeah. do the full recruitment cycle by yourself. Now you're able to, you know, uh, um, order stationery. You're able to deal with supplies when it comes to ordering, you know, operational stuff in the office. Now you're able to do a financial statements on your own. Your finance manager then says, well, oh, from, from here on financial statements is your baby. You do that every month. And now yeah. you're actually doing financial statements, you know? So now when you talk about promotion to finance manager, we'll say, well, okay, a finance manager needs somebody who's well-versed in financial statements. Then you say, uh-uh, yeah, I am. It's me. I've been doing you know? Yeah. So I think, you yeah. know, I don't want to make it seem like it's just easy to do, you know, to do more and to go the extra mile. Uh, it, It's just bit by bit, really bit by bit, you know, eventually you get to a point where you have the knowledge you know, to completely do something on your own. Let me put a spanner in the works. What if you've
0: got a manager that is not that supportive who's threatened by you wanting to, to learn more? Because yeah. they are thinking, yo, this one runs my job. Yeah. I can't. Um, so so what what strategies can you employ in, 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 in that space?
1: Can I be honest? That manager has yeah. a boss, right? <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> that's obviously not the right way to go about it. Um, but escalate, I, them. <laughs> escalate that, <laughs> but you know, and that's true, right? But it's it's in the manner that you do it. So yeah. I think it goes back to what we were saying about communication skills. You know, you sit down with this individual and you lay your facts on the table um, uh, and, and you have conversations and, and if nothing changes, then it's, Time to take a bit of a drastic measure, if I can say. Go to those superiors and say, look, uh, I have been. I'm trying to upskill myself. I'm trying to broaden my knowledge. Uh, these are the conversations I've had. Um, unfortunately, nothing is changing. What is your advice? Take your emotions out of it. Because I think sometimes we get so, you know, you trying to hinder my progress. you trying to, you know, uh, sabotage my growth. Uh, and that is only going to make you more than uh candidate that's not eligible for, for progression, mm-hmm. right? Take emotions mm-hmm. out of it, remain professional. I know sometimes it can be hard when people are just really being, you know, impossible for no reason, but communication skills, that's what we were talking earlier about. People think communication skills is just, but I told you, but I did this. No, it's emotional intelligence, being able to, you know, to communicate, you know, in a, in, in a efficient manner, more than just professional, right? Have conversations, I've done one, two, three, I've had these conversations. Um, Unfortunately, you know, uh, I've tried to take on more work and do extra, but it's not being recognized. What is your advice? And I think even mm-hmm. after that and nothing changes, it might be time to move on. That's where we're talking about growing your career elsewhere, okay. <laughs> as, opposed to, as opposed to one company. So I really do believe conversations go a long way. Uh, um, amicable co- professional conversations go a long way, regardless of how uncomfortable the situation is. Once again, any employer, any person in their right mind would be open to having such conversations.
0: Yeah. Thank you, thank you Mabato for, I think it's been a great conversation and there's absolutely,
1: been some, absolutely. I there's really, been really
0: some good tips that you've really shared with us. But if there was just one thing, you know, you know, you listen to people and you're like, yeah, I can hear them. But if there's one thing that you want somebody to take out of this, what would yes. that be?
1: Unless you believe in yourself, because I'm also basing this on the context of our conversation, which is around promotion and growing your career. Yeah. Unless you believe that you are capable and that you are um, uh, eligible um, for promotion, unless you believe that you can add value, there we go. If you can add value and demonstrate that you can add value, you really can't expect somebody else to. It starts with you. It starts with your, your confidence. It starts with your belief. More, before we even talk about your skills, your experience, and everything else, it starts with you. Unless you have that in you that you, 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 you in, I don't want to say entitled. I don't know what word to use. But unless you believe that you are rightfully, you know. Uh, on the path. There we go. Unless you believe that you are deserving of, of that um, uh, progression, and that growth. I, I can't see how anybody else will believe them. So it's quite important to to believe in ourselves and believe that uh, what we are asking for is something that we are deserving of.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the time. And thank for you. anybody that's hearing us, please make sure that you subscribe and follow us and like and share. These are conversations that yes. will change your life. Mm-hmm. And there'll be one small thing that you you can take out of this and Mabato highly appreciate your time and thank you you, and thank you for being here with me
1: lovely thank you so much for your time as well it was a pleasure
0: thank you for listening to change conversations if you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast Please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Ngubedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.